Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast. It is a very special episode. DJ, first off, happy, happy Diwali. What a great day to be recording. What a great day to finish the group stage of the World Cup. Happy Diwali. Happy Diwali, man. India has given us a pretty great gift. 9-0, undefeated. What more can one ask on uh, the the greatest... uh, greatest uh, league stage performance by the Indian team so far? Absolutely right. Nine out of nine. Just a great day. And, uh, you know, this is the Edison Led Discrete Podcast. We're live on YouTube right now. So if you're joining us, send us in a comment, a message. Uh, I imagine the combination of the last group stage game and the evening of Diwali will be a little lighter on our live listeners. But DJ, you and I still get to wrap up the final week of group stage cricket. First off, I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow morning. Monday morning, for the first time in six weeks, there's not going to be a 50-over game. So I don't know what I'm going to do with my time. Are you prepared for the fact that there's only three games left and then the World Cup's over? Uh, I guess so. I, I know what I'm going to be doing till Wednesday, which is basically fretting about India and New Zealand because uh, it yeah. gives enough time for the tension to build, right? And uh, Fair enough. I mean, it's only two days, actually. It's only Monday, Tuesday, right? And Wednesday, we're back on. So, uh, if I were you, given where you are, I would get some sleep. Because I'm pretty sure your sleep cycle has been pretty disrupted over the last few weeks. Yeah, actually, I have to now prep for the fact that Wednesday, Thursday will be 2.30, 3.30 a.m. starts. And then Sunday... 2.30 2.30 in the morning is the final. So now, you know, if I was younger, I would just pull it all nighter. I now need to think about at my age, think about sleeping by 8.30, 9 o'clock, getting six hours of sleep before I wake up Sunday morning at 2.30. But the reason we are here, DJ, the semifinals have been set. I mean, we'll talk through the predictions and where we want to go from here. But ultimately, India, South Africa, Australia, New Zealand in that order, which means India plays New Zealand Wednesday at the Wankhede Day in Mumbai. Australia plays South Africa Thursday at the Eden Gardens in Kolkata. Not not hugely surprising, a little bit anticlimactic kind of for the last week or so, right? I mean, ultimately, and we will talk about this, we needed an Afghanistan win over Australia. We needed, I think, New Zealand to, to I think Sri Lanka, I guess, needed to show up against New Zealand. And none of those really happened. So we've sort of known the semifinalists for a while, other than for the garbage of Pakistan saying we have to win by 287 runs or chase down a total in 2.4 overs or something, something silly, right? But but a little bit anticlimactic going to the semis? A little bit. But what is interesting is, um, I mean, I've got two out of my four predictions, right? You and Varun have got the least of all three of us. Yeah, you and Varun. And to be clear, all of us, all of us missed England. The whole world missed yeah. England, right? Everybody who predicted yeah. England in the semi. So we were all wrong. Yeah, there. but I had um, England and Pakistan, so I got the Pakistan prediction wrong. Yeah, you guys only got the England prediction wrong. Sorry, uh, you got the Australia. Yeah, I only got the. No, you got the Australia wrong. prediction wrong as well. Well, yeah, yeah, but I basically I got three. I had India, I had South Africa, yeah. and New Zealand. Varun had India, Australia, and New Zealand. Yep. I think. And you just had India and South Africa, and then you had England, Pakistan. So so three out of four for me, three out of four for Varun, two for you. So you're already trailing mm. a level. Let's also then talk about the status of our what what I still think of as orange cap and purple cap winners. <laughs> but really, really is well, highest runs, highest wickets. So for highest runs, you had Virat Kohli, and you are currently doing pretty well. Hold on. I had Rohit Sharma, and I'm one innings off. So in the next Hopefully, two games India plays. That could happen. But but, but you know Arnett how this Schumann is going to end, right? It's gonna. They're both going to be batting. They're going to be batting in the final, and then there's good. They're going to be together, together chasing down the total. And then and then Dude, they're going to be both stranded at one end. And then Rohit is going to walk off saying, 
जा दिखा दे उस लौंडे को I had Shaheen who's done, who's not done badly let's give him credit by the end of it he's third on the wicket takers list he'll probably drop a little because he doesn't play anymore so with 18 Varun had Sam Curran first who I can't even find I have to scroll I can't find if he picked any wickets and then when I told him that was a bad guess he went with Kuldeep who's picked up 12 wickets in 15th spot but something magical would have to happen for him to actually win and then you had Trent Bolt who is right up there with Kuldeep in 14th on the current wicket taker 13 wickets so far so can something magical would happen i can safely say probably nobody predicted and if you did it in the comments let us know but nobody predicted adam zampa right at the top and dilshan madushanka at second place uh, of the the wicket takers right so it's been, that's what's been a little bit of a wild card yeah so dj let's talk about the semi finalists india versus new zealand you can't help but new zealand sits here having lost to india already lost to south africa lost to australia and you can't sit here and shake that feeling that there's something about an india new zealand semi final that that makes you nervous right it does right but it's it's funny this is the second time they in a row that they've sort of scraped through to the semi finals but then you start from scratch then that's the nature of knockout cricket right and you may have won yeah, india finished yeah, yeah, yeah. and i said it was best india's best ever league performance we did finish on the top of the table in 2019 as well but we lost a game to england here we've yeah. blanked everyone 90 but you start the game at the wankhede from square one and anything can happen in knockout cricket um they say that about new zealand like they're a great tournament team and that's why both you and i had them in our, in our lineup right but it's a little bit odd that they've lost to all the other semi finalists and then they've beaten all the i guess smaller teams and then mm-hmm. that puts them through to the semi finals and who knows they could have a i mean god forbid they have a a, a third consecutive uh final right because they they may who knows but i suspect yeah, yeah. listen i think uh, we can debate the format and and I was laughing in the middle because we're getting a comment in from somebody who's coming with the name Babar basically saying DJ bhai main ghar nahi jana chahta wahan bahut galiyan padne wali hai which in for those who are not in these speakers is somebody claiming to be Babar who doesn't want to go home because they're going to get abused by uh, by his fans but uh let me ask you the question on the format right is it fair and fair is a is a big term because we all knew every team knows what they sign up for but to win 909 and then I don't want to say it but India could theoretically have 45 minutes of bad cricket and only as one shot at the final or going home and the IPL sort of recognized that and said listen after a long season you get rewarded for winning being top top 2 where you get a second attempt to get the final any thoughts on kind of that idea either a three best of three game series or is that the magic of world cups so you need a yeah you need you need knockouts right like i mean yeah. that's the whole point yeah. of that is the magic of the world cup i mean uh the west indies in 1983 weren't saying we should have a best of 3 final right you took yeah. the win and you yeah. moved on and you had a magical day no, on the day and, and I, that's it and it's yeah. not a league and i don't think it's, it's from, not a league like yeah. it's not a, it's not a league yeah. it's it's yeah. a trophy with a league stage plus a knockout stage so similar to the champions yeah. league which also has a similar format you might have 
come through the league stage but yeah. i mean it it's it's a nonsense yeah. uh, to to try and yeah. say that you've done well in the league stage you've got to turn up on the day yeah fair enough fair enough all right so let's talk there was a lot happened this week i will talk to you about india's final game against the netherlands and some of the fun that happened in the in the second innings as india was bowling right there but the big big match this week so on tuesday going into the game afghanistan was still very much alive at a shot in the semi final it would have taken a couple you know the last two games were against australia and south africa and it would have taken unlikely results but gosh dj afghanistan batted first made 291 and as you and varun talked about last week afghanistan's batting has truly been the revelation in this tournament right they, we knew they were a good bowling side we knew they were but ibrahim zadran made an unbeaten century uh, carried his bat right batted all through the 50 overs and they made 291 against Australia which is a it is a decent total but you know not a slam dunk by any means and then the scoreboard went 4 for 1 okay it's fine then they started batting pretty well 43 for 2 49 for 3 49 for 4 69 for 5 87 for 6 91 for 7 chasing 292 to be 91 for 7 in just 18 in 18 out overs what is going through your mind at that point I thought Australia were dead and buried. I I, mean, I, I work right? in a, an, an yeah. Anglo-Australian firm, and I I went and spoke to some yeah. of the Aussies, going, "What are you guys doing? Why are you following the English?" Basically, oh uh, yeah. but okay, we'll we'll come to the innings, and I say the innings because we need to talk about it. But Af- Afghanistan didn't help themselves, honestly. Like, yeah. it's a great knock, and we will talk about all the hitting. but you cannot drop like some catches like in india we call them lallu catches like there were yeah, there were sitters like a, like the one mujib mm-hmm. put down like honestly it was that was the end right like and yes it was a great knock and we should never take away from that i don't want to sound negative about it because I, it was played through pain yeah. adversity you had uh, mounting run rate you had 91 for 7 all of that stuff but it should never have really come to that and afghanistan only have yeah. themselves to blame <laughs> but like all great knocks you have your share of luck ben stokes headingly how much luck did he have yeah. oh absolutely absolutely you uh, yeah i mean you can't help it's not your fault if the other yeah. team drops you you don't lose any credit for you play the and, card and, you, and you capitalize right? on it and credit to maxi yeah. bloody hell after falling off a golf cart the big show yeah Can you imagine that he missed a game because he fell off a golf cart? All sorts of jokes flying around about the stupidity of choosing to do that during a World Cup, and and yeah, I mean, I mean, just unbelievable, right? There's just I, I was listening, so I couldn't watch because it was workday, but I still chose to listen. I was listening to our friends at Guerrilla Cricket who do live commentary. Shout out to them! And at literally at one point when they were ninety-one for seven. Basically, they were saying what you and I were saying was it's a done deal, and I don't remember which com- which commentator was, but somebody made the the point of saying it's it's definitely not going to happen. But the only way Australia gets home is from a freak maxi innings, a freak sort of Maxwell innings, and that's exactly what happened. I mean, to make two hundred and one runs. I mean, I, I was talking to somebody who was a colleague of mine who wasn't watching the match, and he said I was hearing through like group texts and this and that that Maxwell was batting on one leg. And I said actually he was batting on basically zero legs. There was there was no legs after a point. He fell over at that one. Point. I mean, we could talk for forty five minutes about this innings, but he fell over at one point after completing a run. DJ, you you've grown up playing cricket at pretty high. No, levels. not that high, but 
I've played a bit of cricket. I mean, uh, much higher than me. I could play in the gully, maybe with a tape ball. But you've played, you've played reasonably competitive cricket. What is the what? Are, what is this? What are the manuals going to be saying about Maxwell standing, no foot movement, and just swinging the upper body and just the arms moving? How great! I mean, it's that? it's how you play golf, right? It's exactly how you yeah. play golf because it's only the upper yeah. body rotation that you need. Your your so legs maybe don't move. being at the golf course and falling off the golf gave him an idea. Was the reason he yeah. could do no, it? No, no, yeah. but but honestly, like I watched that innings, and I was just like, this has thrown the coaching manual out of the window, and. It's mm-hmm. just hands, and there are a few things that played into that. One, you're playing at the one K day, small boundaries, right? You could not have done that perhaps at Eden or Ahmedabad or Lucknow or Pune, one of those big playing surfaces. There's no way you could have done that. Secondly, I know yes, there was some criticism why were Afghanistan feeding him? Why didn't they bowl short, get him to fetch it, and like wide? That's Post fact, right? Like in the moment you're in the in the heat of the battle, and this guy is just hitting everything for six. But it was just an incredible display of hand-eye coordination, of courage. I mean, he had cramp. I think I don't think he had anything more than cramp. But no, just cramp, um, yeah. it was it was insane, and it was it was a display of how not to bat. Like if you did that as a five-year-old. The coach would yeah. be sending you for lots of laps around the ground because that is not how you play cricket. But to score yeah. a double hundred, Ashwin, a double hundred in a chase out of two ninety, two ninety two, whatever. Pat Cummins, for context, got twelve or forty eight, and he put a great tweet out. Twelve of sixty eight. Okay, obviously, I don't even just. Have the, but spare a thought. Let's spare a thought and give him credit for that knock. Right on paper, you look at a knock where a number nine batsman. It makes 12, uh, 12 or 68 and you think, what the on earth was going on? But n- none of Maxwell's shots would have mattered if they, if Afghanistan picked up the other yeah. three wickets, right, on yeah. the other end. And Pat Cummins was the reason they couldn't. And so full, full, I mean, it was Jack Leach-esque, right? I mean, if you're drawing the parallels to Ben Stokes, it was, it was a critical role that he had to survive 68 deliveries and just keep making sure Maxwell... And he put a great shot. tweet out there which said, I'm glad Maxi played his role. <laughs> Thank you, Maxi, for playing a role. Yeah, but I mean, it, it put them through to the semifinals and what a way to do that. It was, Afghanistan will be disappointed. They had their chance, right? And yeah. a yep. win over Australia would have given them a realistic shot, I think, at uh, at a semifinal berth, which would have been an unbelievable result for that team, given everything for that's sure. gone on around the team off the field as well. Yeah, I mean, it's it's you can look now and say the two points they would still have been a little short of New Zealand, but having those points going in would have changed their approach against South Africa. Would have changed the amount of pressure New Zealand felt against Sri Lanka. I mean, it would have changed everything. You would still say, by the way, leaving this World Cup after having only ever won one, I think, World Cup game in their history against Scotland, to leave this World Cup with four wins and a, just a near miss against Australia. But to be clear, the wins in addition to the Dutch were Sri Lanka, Pakistan, and England. I mean, phenomenal. You ended in cemented a Champions Trophy spot as Sri Lanka didn't get one. Bangladesh and England just about just about snuck through, and Afghanistan absolutely rock solid. So great World Cup, good for them. Sad, sad loss. Credit to Maxwell, but sad loss to see uh, Afghanistan leave. But a fantastic World Cup. In yeah, hundred percent. I mean, the biggest losers of this World Cup obviously were England. And I think the biggest yeah. winners of this World Cup were, were Afghanistan. I mean, Afghanistan. other than the teams that didn't have made the, the, the semis and may actually win the thing. But yeah, I yeah. mean, I think they won more than 
a few games. They won a few hearts as well with the way they played. There was a lovely moment with uh, Irfan Pathan and Rashid Khan after the England game. And I mean, just there's a bit of joy in their cricket, which is nice, right? Yeah, totally agree. And so, DJ, I want to talk quickly about the India game. Uh, but let me just ask you, looking at the four semifinalists, right? There's a little bit of symmetry here. In fourth spot, fourth spot is New Zealand. And they lost to the top-ranked team, India, the second-ranked team, South Africa, and the third-ranked team, uh, Australia, in addition to the loss to Pakistan and my DLS. In third spot is Australia. And they their only two losses were the first two losses so against India and South Africa. And then in top spot is is a oh, second spot is South Africa. Their one their only major loss was against India. Plus, of course, the Dutch, which is kind of crazy when you think about that now in hindsight. So, looking at Australia, then really quickly, the cricket is a momentum sport, right? India and South Africa were their first two games. Arguably, on paper, now you look and say the toughest two games, two pretty big losses, and then seven in a row. I mean, how good is the, that Aussie camp feeling right now? Despite needing maxi heroics to get through, despite you know different players stepping up, you can't really point at one one player. Mac, uh, Warner's got a century. Travis has got a century. Mitch March scored a huge century. Maxwell scored a double. I mean, that's a good looking. They're going to believe, right? You've got Zampa stepped yeah. up, Maxi stepped up, Marsh is scoring runs, Warner's got runs, Travis Head has got runs. Only actually, only Smith and Manus haven't done anything, right? Yeah, so th- this is the question. Then. Smith had some vertigo with, as well. Correct. So, but Smith is back and had decent last game. But with Maxi coming back in, he missed the the last group stage game off of his injury, with of his cramps or whatever it was. With Maxi coming back in, who misses out? Is it Marnas or is it? I guess Stoinis is the only other person who could potentially miss out. What do you do if you're Australia and you're needing to? Because now with Mitch Marsh cementing a spot, you're likely not going to play or mess around with Travis Head. Smith got runs under his belt. It has to be Marnus or Stoinis. Yeah, and right? I think Marnus hasn't done enough to just merit his spot as a batter. Like right? Stoinis can bowl. He was actually one of the architects of their revival in that game, the third game that they played. I don't know, remember who it was against, but Stoinis took yeah. wickets in that game and they were really yeah. down because they'd lost the first two games. They'd had a hor- horrible yeah. time against South Africa in the field, dropping catches left, right and center. And then I remember the Hulk came in and lifted them as well. And I don't think Manus yeah. has that effect on a game. Is Manus half decent as a cricketer unless he's coming on as a concussion sub like is that what Australia needs somebody to get concussed and then Martinus comes in and then he lifts the team well Maxi tried right but he, he should be okay <laughs> he should be okay no yeah. I think I think uh, they'd want the options Eden Gardens is going to be a decent pitch yeah. to bat on you don't need a pure batter you probably need a bit more variety in the bowling so I'd, I, I'd go for for Stoinis rather than than just a pure batter in, in Manus. I don't think he adds that much to that lineup that's already in cracking form, right? Like, I mean, he's, he's the only one who hasn't got 100 along with Smith probably in that top six. Yeah. Um, All right, DJ, let's take a really quick break. We will come back, talk a little bit about Team India and then finish up our, our preview of the semifinals as we have two days off from ODI Cricket. This is the Edge and Sludges Cricket Podcast. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast. If you're watching us on YouTube, hit that like button, hit the subscribe button like DJ just said. If you're listening anywhere else, leave us a review. It's always fun to see nice five-star reviews come in from on iTunes, Spotify, etc. And you can always reach us on any social medias at one tip, one hand. 
I did the plug mid episode DJ so yeah and we got a really nice uh, comment as well on um, Instagram recently right where yeah. someone said that we make their monday commute bearable love so, it that is great yeah. i love to love to hear that that's what we're here for all right dj i i mean a lot happened this week right to be honest sri lanka all sorts of stuff and maybe we'll talk about it after the world cup's ended but you know, they lost their game and then they've been suspended now by the icc but they missed out on champions trophy qualification as did the netherlands <clears throat> Uh, we talked about Afghanistan and Australia. England ended up winning their last two games by pretty large margins. Now, one of them was Netherlands, the other was Pakistan. So they leave <clears throat> with at least a little momentum on their belt. Let me quickly ask you, if you're England, what do you do? And I actually think they've just announced squads for their next series. I didn't, I didn't actually have a chance to look at it, but it doesn't look like doesn't look like they're leaning in. Like Butler has kept his captaincy for now, but almost the entire rest of the squad is is pretty different. What's the what's the thinking in the England management coming off of their worst World Cup in a while? I think they're going to the West Indies, right? Yeah, I think R and R is there. And sorry, so ju- so just to look, go through Butler. Yeah, in addition to Butler, you have Brooke, Curran, Livingston, Atkinson, and Cars. Those are the five or six players who have been mm-hmm. retained. And again, Atkinson, Livingston, Cars didn't actually play that many games in the World Cup. So it looks like they're choosing to go a different direction. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, you need to, right? I don't know where they finished. They finished eighth. Oh, they finished seventh, seventh I guess. Yeah, but be. they were bottom of the table for a really Just long time. Just ahead of Bangladesh. They were bottom yeah. of the table for a yep. really long time. And as defending champions, they've had an absolute yep. shocker. And, um, it was an aging squad. We knew that. We had the likes of Moin Ali in there. You had uh, Jason Roy, who didn't make the squad. Um, you had David Willey, who's, who's now retired. Uh, <clears throat> you had Topley, who's injured. So... I think Archer's injured again. He's got his, his elbow uh, isn't isn't in great shape. So you have to go down a different path. And I don't think these are bad players. And I've never thought these are bad players. We just won the T Twenty World Cup last year, right? So it's they've had a bad time, uh, and they've acknowledged that yes, now they can't stick with the same tried and tested formula of having experienced players. Ben Stokes' knees are probably pretty in pretty bad shape. I don't know whether he's officially retired from ODI cricket, but I'm. He must be pretty upset that his last act in ODI cricket won't be uh, memorable, really. Not, not, not a big deal. I think you have to make the changes when, when the time comes and they've done that. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think well, well said. It's very, it'll be disappointing, but it'll be interesting. I mean, England is a force in world cricket, so it'll be very interesting to see where they go from here. Right. DJ, let's then, let's then talk about India versus Netherlands and India and where we go. Uh, from here, before we do a quick preview of the, the semifinals, and we've been a little all over the place because I've tried to, to to rein in all the excitement and all the thoughts. So, I mean, not a huge surprise in the game, but but nice to see a couple of key things. Right, the first I'll say is our middle order continuing to fire. Now they've had a good World Cup. This is, Rahul's had an objectively great World Cup. Ayer has had a really good World Cup. But to see number four and five both get centuries on a day, your top three all get half centuries. I mean, yes, it's against the bottom ranked side in the World Cup, the Netherlands. Still pretty good. And then, yeah, let's talk about the batting first, because then there was also some fun that happened with the bowlers. But yeah, thoughts on the batting performance today to make 400? I mean, Chinnaswamy, man. It's, yeah. it's the home ground for the RCB. It's probably the best batting surface in India. This yeah. One of the smaller yeah. grounds. It's always going to be a place where the batters are going to do well. I mean, it's not a place to use your bowling booster, really, but uh, yeah. like like one yeah. of the three podcasters may have done. 
Yeah, who, which one of I us did know. that? It was certainly wasn't me. Although to be fair, I used my bowling booster. I think again, South Africa, Bangladesh, and it was equally bad uh, at the Wankhede, which is also not a great place. To yes. But, no, but yeah. it was, uh, I mean, I think this was a long expected line. So once India batted first, I think 350 plus was always going to be on the cards. And they went off like a train again with Rohit just doing his thing. And Kohli uh, motored along for 50. Uh, Gil missed out a little bit. I guess he'd be a bit disappointed. Uh, but then Rahul, at a point, point didn't look like he's, Shreyas is going to leave him enough balls to get the 100. But then he went 6-6. Yeah. Six, six. 62 ball century. Yeah, 6-6 yeah. six and six and that's the end of it. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, fantastic knock. Second World Cup 100 for KL. Uh, clearly, his sessions with Sunil Shetty have, have paid off. <laughs> and let's talk quickly about number four. Like, I think the last time a number four got a century for India in a World Cup was Yuvraj. Wow. Uh, because last time it was Vijay Shankar and then Pant and then Rahul. <laughs> no yeah. comment. But yeah, I mean, good to see. It's a critical spot, right? Like the, with the top three or at least Rohit and Kohli doing as well as they have, he hasn't been needed all that much this World Cup. But when he shows up, I mean, he did walk in after in the, just the 18th over today. So although the team started really well, he did walk in the 18th and he had to bat through to the 50th and he, he did. But it's a great knock. Yeah, excellent knock. I mean, just before the semi-finals, uh, probably yeah. gives him quite a lot of confidence. Uh, he played well in the last game as well. Um, so, nice to see him score. I think he's the third highest scorer for India at the moment, behind Kohli Rohit. Um, he's had a decent World Cup, and but these pitches should suit him. They Not a huge yeah. lot, amount of pace or bounce in most of them. So, um, yeah, good to see Shreyas do his thing and and uh, get the runs that the team clearly wanted him to get when they brought him back in to the side. Yes. Uh, because yep. he was injured as well, remember? He was injured as well. He didn't do that well in a, in a couple of games in the Asia Cup. So there were all these questions. We should Kishan play at four? I thought Kishan should play at four to give us a bit of left-handedness. Mm-hmm. But it really doesn't seem to have mattered. Whether it's left-hand, yep. right-hand, everything's just clicked for this team. And I, I I know it sounds like I'm jinxing them, but it's just, I've not seen the Indian team dominate so much ever. Yeah. Nine out of nine, and a, but massive margins of victory too, right? I think some of our, some of our biggest margins of victory ever have come in this World yeah. Cup. And so couldn't agree more. And that kind of brings me to the second question, which we've talked at length, not just during this World Cup, but for call it the four years preceding it, which is kind of team composition, right? And you can look back and say, Kohli sort of started the journey as skipper on wanting to play five core bowlers. Rohit has picked it up from there. And so so again, you're going to this World Cup with the strength of number four or five, uh, and Surya hasn't batted much at six, unfortunately. But with a year at four, Rahul at five looking good, you're still, it, it seems really clearly like they're going with the strategy to play five bowlers and five bowlers only. And so first, let me ask you, do you expect any change to the Shami Siraj Bumrah, Jadeja Kuldeep bowling lineup? Nothing. Why would you change it right at this point? If they were going to... It's they relentless. It. And I was surprised we played all of them today. I was like, just wrap them up yeah. in cotton wool and leave them because... Give them a and rest. Dravid addressed that. He said there's been a basically six days since our last game, almost yeah. a week, right? So he said they've gotten enough rest and there's only two games left. He wants to, they want to play full strength. So I actually respect that and value that. I wouldn't mess it. I wouldn't, you know, what would you do if Shardul came in and picked up four? Then you're just causing more confusion and uh, or Ashwin came in and picked up three and things like that. That, that just would have made it more complicated. But let me ask you about the decision Rohit made today. So first off, 
the what, what is the expression the wrong footed in swinging deadly whatever deadly deadly wrong footed in swinger virat picked up the ball today got a wicket off of a absolute shocker of a delivery absolute shocker i mean not a wicket taking delivery by any means down the leg side credit to rahul for catching that one and then we proceeded to shubman got the ball and he was brought me back a little to Zviru and I forget, maybe I'm drawing the parallel because it's the opening batter who bowls off spin but it was fun to watch Shubman bowl <laughs> then when sky got the ball it it his action reminded me of bhaji it was like a quality bhaji action and of course not not great bowling and then rohit picked up the ball at the end hat trick taker by the way thank you very much he's picked up a hat trick before i think for the ipls and yeah and both, so both Rohit and Kohli picked up wickets. How are you feeling about that? And we haven't bowled nine bowlers in many, many, many years. It's the most most any any Indian team has ever bowled. Maybe any team has ever, but definitely in any in any Indian men's or women's team has bowled. What is your take on the on that? I like it. I think they should bowl more. Okay. I mean, I think not wanting to get out to Kohli is an ego thing for a lot of players. So sure. he's safe. Yeah. Got Quinton De Kock smashing it everywhere. Bring Kohli on and see what happens. Just just mix it up. Yeah, I mean, but objectively, none of them was none of them bowled great, no. right? Like all, all of them got. But, got but I think what they're doing bit. is they they're trying to get some insurance for when if yeah. somebody pulls up in the middle of a game, or if Siraj gets hit on the throat with a ball or something like that. That was ridiculous. That? I mean, what a, a shocker <laughs> in the field he had today. But yeah, again, you can't blame really them for yeah. not. I mean, oh for, yeah, yeah. But let's say let's say that that injury was more serious. Yeah. I think that yeah. yeah. So, so Rohit. Um, yeah, Rohit bowled, Surya Kumar bowled, Gil bowled. Um, there weren't many people left to bowl. Shreya yeah. Shreya's bowled. I mean, basically, uh, yeah, who can bowl leg spin didn't bowl. And at one point, the jokes were flying on Twitter, which was like, who's going to pad up when Rahul gets the ball? Because at some point, it was looking like KL Rahul would also get uh, get to bowl. But yeah, why, did, why didn't they bowl Shreyas, you think? Just exhaustion from the, the long innings? I think Bumrah was like, I want to go home. Bumrah looked irritated, not not actually irritated, but he just looked like he's like, listen, just give me the yeah, ball. L- let me just let me just like finish, finish it. Yeah, and but it went on yeah. till the forty seventh yeah. over, right? And and yeah. Shami didn't have the best day. Siraj had an okay day. It was okay. I mean, yeah. not nothing to write home about. But yeah, it was fun for the crowd, right? That's been shouting for Kohli ko bowling though for the last three games, and yeah. there we had we yeah. had it finally in the last league game. Uh, against the Netherlands with not much. So what's stake. what's left then, right? He got his 49th century. He in a day where two other batters got centuries. He got a half century, and then all the talk is the wicket he got. I mean, what's next? Is is Koliko keeping though the next chant? Is Koliko umpiring See, though the next chant? After I was thinking about this today because I was watching the game um, at home, and the moment Kohli gets out, right, yeah. there's a noticeable drop in interest. In the match for a few seconds, and I I found yeah. this today because everyone in the house and I've got a few people here. Well, it's like, oh, Kohli's out, and it yeah. takes some time for that to sink in for people to say, okay, now Rahul is in. Fine, we'll continue to watch the game. But that interest that players like Sachin, Kohli, Gill bring to the game, and it's not to say that KL Rahul is a bad player or Ayer is a bad player. But just that presence and aura that these guys have, sure, yeah. it's unbelievable. It's all about them when they're on, at the crease, right? And it's, it's. I mean, we'll be poorer for it when they stop playing the game. I think, I mean, I'm also just intrigued that you put Gil in with that category already. He will be. 
is what i've been saying yeah, for yeah, a while yeah. so yeah i i don't don't disagree but i think that's there's a big statement to say that yeah. already but but it there's a noticeable but, drop in intensity after after yeah. he gets out for a few seconds before everybody readjusts to the idea that kohli's gone and we we have to now watch the rest of the indian team bat which is fine it's great fun to watch as well but um, yeah. yeah it's it's um, yeah, it was quite noticeable today i found it very amusing yeah i mean ultimately at the end of the day for for this game then kohli bowling is not is not likely to be a, a strategy yeah. right i think if he can rohit would like his five bowlers to pick up to cover 10 overs each i think he has walked away saying if let's say quentin de kock or to your point in new zealand first but are smashing and you need to change it up and let's say spin is doing really well on a used one kidde pitch uh, and you just need a different option he now has a little bit of that belief that he has them and that is worth a lot if kohli is bowling in a to- semi final of the world cup this problems yeah something's gone wrong yeah. either either there's been an injury or it's been been bad right So let's talk about the semi-finals then, right? And I was thinking about this, and I went back and looked at the numbers. India first plays New Zealand at the Wankhede. If you're Rohit, you're batting well enough. You've been in good form. Are you spending most of your day practicing this motion, which is how much of the Wankhede really comes down to the the coin toss, right? I mean, you look at the four matches that have happened so far. Three, three of them, the side batting. first one huge right one kid sorry just to step back is massively different day and night right batting first versus having to bowl in uh, with with the dewy ball but 200 south africa won by 229 against england south africa then won by 149 against bangladesh and you can say south africa's a better team batting first but two of their games were in the one kid india then beat sri lanka at the one batting first by 302 right that was the game where we couldn't couldn't redo the 50 all out but we got close Uh, and then Afghanistan Australia which we talked about took took a freakish once in a lifetime innings to for the team batting second to win but it was looking for a long time that the team batting first would would win it which was Afghanistan i mean how how much does is the toss going to matter if the toss lands and new zealand chooses to bat first is india going is going india going to panic a little and am i asking you questions that are triggering already a, a little? little bit a little bit <laughs> so the ball moves under lights at the one kidding yeah yeah new zealand's best chance is to have us 5 for 3 again they have the, they in have the, the people for in the second innings yeah in the in second the innings. innings in the first innings it doesn't yeah, move because yeah, yeah. it's the day right it moves Correct. under yeah, lights yeah. so if new zealand gets 320 on the board and then gets to bowl under the lights i mean it's very tough very very tough and arguably the same thing right if india bats first makes 300 plus and then gets bumrah shami siraj you back us but, but, but that so said this is why i I'm would like, i think india back themselves to chase yeah i think if they True. did win the toss yeah. they would to make a point pick to bowl first there's no way there's no way at the one kid i'm so there's no chance it's due maxi is just yes you have the, nothing it does not the greatest chaser in the history of odi cricket but i do not believe i think if rohit wants to toss he's absolutely he's what, what are the overall what Can are run, the overall stats of the one kid not not just i i don't know i just looked at the world yeah. but we can we can pull it and if anybody is watching live on youtube so i i, I remember a pretty name. important game that we won batting second which was the world cup final in in, in 2011 but the due sure. factor if you can get through so the, the point there is if you get through the first 15 say 10 overs and the ball stops swinging that's your game yeah Th- so it's all about the first 
15 overs so sri lanka didn't survive the first 15 overs against india right sure, yeah. it was done it was like the game was over so yeah i think the game is going to be the first 15 overs in the second innings and if you can get through those relatively unscathed maybe one two wickets down that's the end india are just too strong as a team to worry that much about batting first bowling first it's they've got and it sounds very jinxy and i don't want to sound like that i'm jinxing sure, but yeah. what have you seen we won batting first we won bowling first it's yeah i don't know the they, they've it has been a clinical performance so far but that is knockout cricket for you right rachid and devan can come in bat first and make each make centuries and suddenly the pressure's on and when the pressure's on and you we've been we've been there we've been 42 for 3 we've been 15 for 3 we've been 5 for 3 and then we were 2 for 3 as early as the first match of this tournament right so or as recently as the first match of this tournament so so so, so some so, yeah. comment in from bharat the yeah. highest saying the highest that drawing. sounds very odd that the highest chase at the one k is 290 yeah i don't have the live stats to be able to validate that but we believe it and that's that's crazy right that just suggests how difficult it is to chase at the one k ooh i don't know if there's due yeah. it depends on anyway. if there's no due as well but we're not worried yeah. about the spinners because the spinners are rachin and mitchell who both of them have been smashed everywhere they might play ish ish has played a game but they probably won't but all right and then the second semi final dj south africa versus australia at the eden garden south africa arguably the better side throughout the tournament maybe less consistent against the netherlands and and then but then australia on a roll on an yeah. absolute roll and still got 91 for 7 against Afghanistan so both both teams both teams have shown their vulnerabilities but both have had excellent tournaments what are you predicting what are you projecting happens? i think australia are going to do it again sorry south african wow. fans yeah. but they yeah. they just look more secure and uh, that innings from maxi just gives them the belief that they can win from anywhere and they've had yeah. they built up in the right way like as opposed to new zealand that have scraped through one in the beginning lost like i don't know how many they lost five in the middle yeah and then they're coming back right so yeah so i don't know i think we've lost a lot against new zealand as well while they've chased i remember innings by tom latham and and others i think they chased better than us so i suspect we're going to try and bat second chase the runs down and again eden i think australia too strong overall in too much form overall and that sets up an india versus australia final at the largest crowd capacity in the world yeah for next Sunday. yeah i mean i i it's interesting i'm going a slightly different direction i'm saying south africa will do it this time i think they've shown the signs of not of being ready to shed the choker stag i think interestingly even historically i would have said as a spinner's wicket which you know jadeja picked up a five for earlier in the tournament but let's remember shaheen and uh, wasim got wickets there I think Paul Van Meekeren got wickets there, if I'm not mistaken. Like the quicks have gotten wickets there, and then you look at Rabada, Kotsi, Jansen will be back. Engidi, Pector Quayo got some, uh, you know, got some game time under his belt too as a backup option if needed. So for me, I think South Africa's quicks will do it. I don't think Australia has looked as settled as we think. I think their seven seven wins in seven wins in a row is is worth it, no question. It's worth a lot. However, they've relied on a different player each time. some of their stalwarts haven't really showed up so i think it's going to be a great match but i th- i think south africa is going to do it and what about india new zealand obviously obviously we're both going to predict india because we're not going to be those people right but what do you how do you think the match is going to go down is it going to be fairly typical rohit kohli and shami going to get uh, get it done for us 
Um, yeah. Or if not, somebody else will turn up. Jadeja's got a 5-4. Kuldeep's got wickets. I'm actually still distracted by the Wankhede Stadium stats, I have to say. So the matches won, batting second is 40. It's pretty even split overall. 27 okay. games, 13 games won, batting second. Okay. 51% batting first. But Bharat has written in again saying the highest successful run chase at the Wankhede ever was by Australia versus Afghanistan earlier this week. Mm. Like, I don't know. It'd be, it'd be interesting. I don't believe, I can't believe yeah. the thought that they would not get one runs on the board in a final, in a semifinal at Wankhede. So, will be very, very interesting. Yeah. So, DJ, you're calling an India-Australia uh, final. I'm calling an India-South Africa final. And who's, who's going to win the final? I mean, I'm not, don't, don't ask me to say that. I've said it already. Of course, of course we want. I mean, is Gil, the question for me is, do we get to see Gil carry Kohli on his shoulders Oof. for a uh, lap of honor? <laughs> but just imagine, <laughs> and, I mean, this stadium. is again putting the cart before the horse, but 20 years on from that final at the Wanderers. Yeah. 20 years on from that. There's so many scars. Yeah. Too many scars. Maybe we'll... Exactly. I guess, yeah. I guess 40 years from the... Uh, yeah. India's first ever World yep. Cup victory. 20 from the Wanderers and 12 from MS Dhoni finishes it off in style. Ravi Shastri will probably be in the commentary box for the final. All right, okay, we're getting ahead of ourselves. We, we, we might actually just go. stop doing the podcast if India crash out again in the semis. So guys, if, I mean, I can see if, if we stop, that's a reason. Either, either way, right? If India crash out, we might stop. If India win, we might stop because that's it. That's the pinnacle. This has been a lot of fun. DJ, thank you for reliving the final week of the group stage with me. It's been it's been a great time. It has been, aside from fantasy cricket, I think for me, has been a really fun World Cup. I've really enjoyed it. And to your point, for those of my our other listeners who are in North America time zones with me, hopefully you start managing your sleep schedule. It's a little like jet lag. Got to get used to doing the middle of the night ones for the semis and the final to wrap up this World Cup. Right, DJ, fantasy league cricket very quickly. I am struggling a little bit. Uh, in our edges and sledges fan league so I've dropped down to the 20th spot you are just ahead of me in 19th with only 120 odd points so you and me will be racing to the finish but I think you have more boosters left I have two boosters left and okay. I just have the one and I have the triple captain which is not oh so I have the double much. team and yeah, the unlimited changes so see you later yeah, so you're gonna you're gonna cap out at the end. Uh, Varun is up ahead of us in eleventh, but again only five hundred odd points ahead of you. So it's it's getting competitive. In the lead at the end of the group stage is a team called Snowstalker, who actually came really good today to the point you were making. Picked five Indian batters and doubled all batters. If I'd woken up, I so would have done that. Shreyas, yeah. Rohit, Shubman, and Surya didn't pick Rahul, but the other four all got runs. So Snowstalker, congratulations, finishing on the top. Nivin Viru eleven finished second another big day for Indian batters uh, and Pandemic Fixers finished in third went triple captain on Virat today so decent wickets finish. also no? but wicked wicked also um, but it's been a lot of fun couple games left thank you very very much for listening in if you've listened on YouTube I'm wishing everybody again a very happy happy Diwali it's been in a good World Cup great way to culminate the wrapping up of the group stage we'll be back next week after the World Cup final has completed and we won't know what to do with ourselves for a little bit till the regular cricket calendar starts all over. DJ, thanks for joining. This has been the Edges and Fledges Cricket Podcast. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We will see you next week after the World Cup. Fingers crossed.